Welcome to For the Love of Books, a podcast by North Lancashire Libraries. Hi everyone, welcome back to the North Lancashire Libraries podcast for the love of books. My name is Chris Wilson, the e-services librarian, and this morning I am joined by two members of our Login to Learn team, Catherine, who is a digital assistant, and Phyllis, who is one of our digital learning officers as well. And the reason they have joined me this morning for the podcast is because they have been doing some fantastic work raising awareness of scams and also kind of trying to how to protect yourself online and on social media and things like that so I thought I would get them along to kind of try and highlight some of those things because they are very very important and people really caring to know what they're looking for whenever it comes to these things so welcome to the podcast guys thank you for joining me today thanks for having us Chris Fantastic. And it's been great to see the work that you guys have been doing on this, and, um, both online and kind of in person in Cumbernauld as well, which has been fantastic. Uh, so, Catherine, why, why do you think it's been so important uh, for people to be aware of scams and what to look out for? Well, a scam is a clever and dishonest plan for making money. And uh, we have to remember that it is a crime. According to the citizen's advice uh, in June 2021, um, 36 million Brits were targeted by the scammers. So there is no specific age range. They target everyone. But um, while over 55s are most likely to be targeted, those uh, 34 and under are almost five times more likely to fall victim to a scam. So our advice will be to look at the emails and the messages with the suspicions um, as some may look as original, but sometimes uh, it may have some typos or asking to us act quickly or make a quick decision to the payment, uh, looking for some kind of the pressurizing tonali- tonality. Um, in the text. So if you get such a type of the message or email, uh, our advice will be to stop and rethink before the replying. Yeah, I mean, that those those numbers for like the stats and things are quite incredible. I mean, I don't think anyone would would ever imagine that it's quite, there's quite so prevalent. Fellas, there's quite, quite a lot of ta- targeted for that, isn't there? There is. I mean, I'm I'm kind of in, in the sort of average person position that I've got parents in their 80s, siblings in their 60s. My sister will love me for that one. Um, I'm considerably younger, by the way, uh, and kids and kids that are teenagers. So I kind of see it right across the age ranges as well and see everything from the the phone call to say your computer's got a virus to somebody chapping the door and saying I'm here to read your meter to the the fake friends on Facebook and other social media avenues. So from that point of view, the different social media elements, people have been hit in different ways. And there's so many different ways that you're going to get a scam artist coming in and trying to access you and your information and potentially, as the Catherine said, your bank account. Yeah, and, that, and that's the big one, really, when it yeah. gets to that kind of level, really. Now, as you mentioned, it comes in lots of different forms as well. Um, and what, are the, what are some of the most common types? I know you mentioned a few there, but is there, is there any other ones that people need to kind of watch out for, um, Catherine, that, that, that hasn't been kind of mentioned there with fellas? Yeah, that's right. A scam uh, comes in many shapes, email, letter, phone call, or in person. So um, the most common scams uh, are computer scams 
as Phil has mentioned, fake lotteries, romance scams are very popular, uh, price draws as well. So 54% of the scams were fake deliveries last year, uh, and 41% were by someone pretending to be from the government, and 12% were by someone offering the fake investment. According to the Friends Against the Scam, uh, that is initiative by the National Trading Standards Scam Team, more than 5 million people a year fall victim to the scam. But what is the more importantly, only 5% of the scams are reported. This is a serious problem because the people usually do not know where to report or how to report. Uh, nowadays, the most uh, popular scams that people can watch are COVID scams uh, that um, usually sent by the text message saying that you've been in close contact with someone who had recently tested positive and asking to order the PCR test via fraud website. Um, in this case, um, our advice will be to watch out the word used Omicron rather than COVID-19 and do not press on any provided link. And if you know how to delete your message, please do so. Yeah, and that's that's another amazing thing about the scams as well, is how they do actually kind of, co they, they constantly change and they, they go after the kind of latest thing that's really out there. They're very quick at kind of update, updating what they're, they're kind of they're sort of targeting and, and who they're targeting and the, the sort of latest thing that's the kind of main thing that's, that people might be worried about or kind of concerned about and might get caught out a bit with as well. You know, it's amazing how they, they can kind of keep up to date like that for us and keep yourself going. Absolutely. I, I mean, last year, um, because so many of us had been working from home, we were getting information from our employers and through government websites and whatnot saying if you've worked X number of days from home, you're entitled to a tax rebate. Mm -hmm. So fair enough, you go in and fill in whatever you have to do. But I received several text messages saying you're, you're due a tax rebate and you're thinking, wait a wee minute, I don't have this. This is a new mobile phone number. This is a new number that I've got. Where did you find it? What, where have I put my number that you were able to get my phone number and send me this text that it looks so real, it looks so genuine, it's titled, it looks like it's genuinely come from HMRC. Yeah. So yeah. that that's quite worrying when you see things like that, that, that you have obviously entered your phone number somewhere and it's something that we maybe need to be a bit more careful with. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's and it's an easy thing to do and kind of give that information out and with it. And then, like you say, it's, it's available for, it becomes available for people to, kind of, to abuse, really. Mm -hmm. Now, this year as well um, is a, getting a big major year for Scotland because we do have this, this, the census coming up very, very soon. Um, and I, I would imagine, like we were just talking about there, that, that people do go after the latest thing that's going out. And, and this all may be something that people will have to watch out for because I would imagine, obviously, the census, you're giving it a lot of personal details in it and you want to make sure you're giving it out to the, the right people. Um, is there anything that people should watch out for, Catherine, when it comes to scams regarding the, the, the census? 
Yes, many people around already started to filling up the census online and uh, frosters uh, yeah, may contact via text message, letter or email, we don't know, but they may ask the personal information or to pay the fine. Um, they may say that um, some information is missing from your census or there is an error. Uh, census was not received or you will be fined if it's not completed. So our advice will be that do not click if there is any link provided um, and um, always remember the census only will recontact you if you requested it previously. So, uh, but if you are still not sure, uh, you can always call National uh, Record of the Scotland on uh, 0131202-0451 and to discuss your specific matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and the, I, I've now done my census return the, the other day, which I'm, very, I was very excited about. I got a bit geeky about filling out all the details after admit, but um, uh, we you received the letter and it's got the kind of code and, and things like that. And that's probably the most important thing is that if you are going to fill it online, which is the main way I believe that they're doing it this year, uh, yep. is to kind of really use that that letter and that code to kind of the, as an access point to to get through because that you that code will be unique to your household and and it's that it's, that's the kind of probably the main. Way of kind of stopping these problems and like say Catherine can contacting the correct places to get the most up-to-date information and, and specific uh, information from them as well. Now what advice would you guys have for anyone who has become a victim of scam uh, a scam that they have they've kind of realized like there's a thousand pounds at the bank account that they didn't actually use and they can't figure out why what, what's, what's the, the kind of sort of main advice if you've kind of came across something like that and, and where, where's the starting point to get help? First off, don't panic. Yeah. Don't ignore it. Speak to us, speak to your bank straight away. If you don't, if you're not sure, give us a wee shout. We'll point you in the right direction. But you'll find that your bank, building society, whoever looks after your pennies for you, have got a really good anti-fraud team and they will do everything they can to help you. Yeah, I mean banks are doing a lot of work in terms of trying to even actually stop it before yeah. it even gets to that point really. I mean I think we've all probably had the point where we've been buying something online and it's maybe stopped because they want to check that it's definitely you that's, that's doing it and, and there's, I think they've even introduced newer methods to kind of improve that a bit more as well. Um, yeah, my my, um, my bank card actually got got uh, cancelled um, I went to use it and they're, they're saying oh, your card's not valid you have to phone your bank banking provider and I thought this is a bit strange and I phoned them and they said we believe your card has been cloned right. so we've cancelled it we've issued you a new one and it'll be with you within the next two days and the bank were absolutely fantastic and told me to watch out for all the wee incidentals that They'll try and check and see that your bank account's still live. So watch over the next six or eight weeks. You might see small direct debits. And they did, in fact, um, create some charitable direct debits in my name for Green Greenpeace, Oxfam and Shelter. They register for all of them. And apparently this is quite a common thing that they do just to ensure that the bank account is still valid because yeah. your bank card obviously it's got the, the long the 16 digit number that you use for purchases but it's also got your bank account details so they can set up a direct debit in your name as well 
So the from that point of view, the the fraud team were absolutely fantastic, really helpful. Yeah, I, I've I've, been, I've had similar experiences as well. I I remember sitting in the doctors here where I live, and the, my phone rang and I answered it, and it was and it was a bank saying. Uh, did you just try and book a hotel room in London? And I was like, uh, no. Seemingly, <laughs> <laughs> somebody had been in London trying to book a hotel room on me, which they, which my bank very happily turned down, which was very good. They picked up on it, which was fantastic. Some, sometimes yeah. you may get such a phone calls pretending that they are calling from the bank as well yeah. and telling that it was a suspicious action uh, taken on your account and then actually scammers can tell you that you have to move your account to the safer account so this also can be the scam so um, if there is something related to the bank as the philly said yes first of all you have to contact your bank to deal with it but uh, same time you also can report any scam to the police by calling 101 and uh, advice direct scotland also is a good number 0808164 0808164-6000 or Scotland Citizens Advice Helpline is also uh, 0800-028-1456. And uh, if you get scammed via Facebook as well, uh, Facebook also has very good help center where you can report if your account has been hacked or your friend's account has been hacked or report uh, any account for impersonation as well. I didn't realise that Facebook actually had that. That's that's really interesting as well. Um, and and that and that is something you do kind of see more and more actually. Like people either kind of like the fake kind of friends requests that come through, or or maybe messages coming through on on Messenger that with links to things saying, "Oh, I saw you in this video." With a link to it and things like that kind of stuff. Yes. And 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 many many people do fall for that kind of stuff. So it's it's good that that a company like Facebook do have good kind of protocols in place to kind of sort of help in that situation. Um, it's really interesting. Um, uh, another little story regarding a personal. That it's not. Well, it wasn't a scam actually. It was more going back to the kind of the bank. It kind of being very helpful. I, I remember going Christmas shopping one year and. And into Glasgow, and I went round and bought all my Christmas shopping in one go. And then just before I went back to the train station, I went and bought, went to buy a cheap, the cheapest thing ever. It was a magazine. It was a, it was a, a comic for my wife as a bit of a joke present. It was a Wonder Woman comic, and it was <laughs> like because one... Laura is Wonder Woman. Exactly, and absolutely, it, and it was uh, it was one ninety nine, and I had spent. A, had bought all my Christmas shopping in one go, and then the bank refused to <laughs> let me buy the one ninety nine comic because that was that was pushing it over the limit of, of how many times I could use my card that day or something like that. And I was like, oh no! And, it, and I had to use another bank card to to, to buy my my Wonder Woman comic. So there you go. But, <laughs> but it's all to kind of help you keep you keep your your account safe and kind of make sure that it's not somebody else who's running around the the, the streets of Glasgow purchasing everything on you. So. It was good in a way. It highlighted that there are kind of processes in place that kind of hopefully help people in those situations. Now, another topic that you guys have been covering um, with some of your sessions that you've been doing um, has been basically how to stay safe online in general and on social media as well. Um, what are your top tips for staying safe online and and, and using social media? 
Catherine, well, well the, yes, uh, thank you. The first of all, um, I would advise to think twice before click to any links, which is very important. And in social media, I try to follow only the genuine accounts that are usually having um, kind of blue tick on the right side of the name. And uh, one of the most important things to protect uh, yourself are to create a strong passwords. That could be the combination of the lowercase, uppercase number, and the special symbols. Yeah, that, and I think the password thing, I think, is a big thing because many, so many people use really simple passwords that obviously they do it to, to make it nice and easy for them to remember, but then it also makes it very, very easy for people to get into as well, unfortunately. Yes, I understand it is easy to use the like as basic passwords, passwords for all of accounts as well for easy access, but uh, it's better to be safe rather than sorry later on. Yeah. So make the stronger passwords, please. <laughs> Fellas, have you got any tips for, that, you, that you would throw out for people? I do, I do. As Catherine said, one of your most important things is your, your safe password. So you're making sure nobody's getting into your account. But then you go into your account and you post something and you post a photograph of your kids on their first day at school. And they're standing at the front door, all happy with their school uniform on and their blazer with the school badge. The door numbers in the background and just in the corner of the photo, you can see the street name on the side of your house. Yeah. So when you're posting information, think about who's seen it. Lots of us have got our accounts set at private that only friends can see things, but there are also a huge number of us that just have everything open to the world. Plus, you don't know who's screenshotting something and potentially sending it on. So when you're posting something, think about what you're posting and think about what information somebody can get from that. Can they find out what school your child goes to? From that, can they find out roughly the area that you're in? So they know where your street is and they know where you live. And then when you post to say, that's us in Glasgow Airport, two weeks in the sun. <laughs> so that's them, they've got two full weeks to break into your house. Yeah. Be and, very, and... Just think, think about what you're doing. Just think. So my experience is that, that people are opening the Facebook accounts, actually, and they do not know how to set the privacy settings on to friends or... Yeah a very small group or group or friends of friends on a Facebook. So if you are not sure how to do that, you are always welcome to come and talk with the Login to Learn team. And we are having the informational sessions as well time to time that you can attend and keep an eye on the um, our website or social media. Yeah. Another thing being once you've set your, your settings up as private, don't assume that that's them done because Facebook will occasionally run privacy and security updates. And sometimes these updates knock your settings off a wee bit. So it's well worth going in, maybe just every couple of weeks and checking just exactly where your settings are and are they exactly where you had left them. Yeah, because that, that is something that I think I've noticed before that that, that whenever a, a sort of update to Facebook's happened or something like that, it has changed some of the settings that, that I've and sometimes it's quite quite bizarrely as well. Like yeah. I, I've had times where where it's maybe changed it to like it's only it's only actually visible to me, like and which is a setting I can't quite understand. Why would I want to post something on Facebook <laughs> that, that only I can see? But 
you know, a bit of a strange one. But um, but yeah, it's definitely it's, and and I th- and Facebook in particular, I think, do something to make it quite complicated to kind of because there's so many different kind of privacy settings that you can kind of set various things to to friends only, friends of friends, and everybody, and and it's all it's broken down into quite a lot of different categories as well. So it, it's one that I think is kind of worth kind of checking and make sure that everything is in a line and making sure that you're definitely kind of set the way that you want it to be. Um, do you have any specific advice for parents who might be concerned of, about their children and teens using um, internet on smartphones and things like that? Obviously, smartphones have become such a big major thing. Teens, I'm sure, nationwide have all got their hands on them, most of them, and and have got access to the internet in their pocket. Um, that and I can understand that that parents must have nightmares sometimes about what they can actually get to access to on there without maybe really kind of realising that they can kind of lock that down a little bit more for them. So we get any advice for, for parents about that? Yeah, you're right, Chris. Nowadays, many kids get mobile devices at an early age. And it, it is crucial to develop healthy digital habits as early as possible and teach the kids uh, the right balance uh, between the, the digital engagement and the time spent offline by reducing the screen time or allowing to watch age-appropriate content and set up the parental control. We recently had the parental control um, the presentation informational session at Camberno Library, uh, but we are planning to have um, another sessions um, later, maybe the next month. So please um, watch it and follow us uh, on our social media if you would like to attend for the next time. It's really important and we'll be discussing uh, the Google Family links. It's very easy to set up and it's very easy to control uh, for you as a parent as well. Fantastic. Um, Fellas, have you got anything you want to add for as parent advice? Uh-huh. Having kids and things yourself. Uh, well, that's it. You know, they <laughs> they um they are so good at circumventing the security measures that you put on. So getting the right security measures for your kids is absolutely, absolutely crucial. But one of the things that I've found most useful, certainly with my own kids, is to educate them and to make them aware of the things that happen online. Now we've all heard horror stories. We've all seen things in the in the news, on the TV, on various different programmes about the things that can go wrong. So there is a, a national crime agency that, that are called CEOP, so it's Child Exploitation and Online Protection Team. Yeah. And they provide training, resources and information for children, young people, their families, people who work for them. They have a fantastic website. And the website is thinkyouknow.co.uk. There are materials that are age appropriate. So they have categories for 4 to 7, 8 to 10, 11 to 13, 14 plus. They have materials that are specific for parents and carers. And they have materials that are specific for children's workforce. And they also have a really fantastic facility that is the COPI and a big red button that says report abuse. Yeah. And if you come across something that you know is wrong, that you know is endangering a child, a young person, hit the report abuse button and let them know about it. 
Yeah, that that see up click button is is on our online catalog as well. So you'll see that Yay! at the bottom of our of our <laughs> online catalog if you want to have a look and find it. Um, and you take you through to the safety centre of the see up website as well. So so that's something you can have a look to see what the the icon actually looks like if you want to have a look and kind of watch out for that as well and kind of report anything that you think is worthwhile reporting. So you guys have been doing lots of fantastic stuff, um, as we've mentioned, uh, with the, all the other things we'll be talking about, but there's been a few other things as well, and I'm sure you guys have got some exciting stuff in the pipeline going forward as well. So this is your chance to plug what's coming up for you guys. So what, what have you got? In, in Definitely over to Ekaterine. She is our innovation star at the moment, so <laughs> off you go. <laughs> Thank you. No pressure. So looking to learn team are planning, yes, to have informational drop-in session about the scams at Cumbernau Library next Tuesday, 22nd of March from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. and we'll be discussing the latest scams, prevention and reporting. And uh, next month, as I mentioned already, we will be launching one more information session for parents how to set up the parental control of their children's mobile devices as well. So watch the space. Fantastic, fantastic. And what I wanted to also touch on this podcast a little bit is because it is normally a book podcast and we have obviously been talking about lots of important stuff today, but we haven't touched on the important topic of books. So <laughs> I'm going to kind of ask you what, have you, what have you guys been reading recently and have you found anything that you really kind of been, would recommend to anyone? So Phyllis, let's have your, your first. Have you, what have you been enjoying recently? Well, you know that I'm into urban fantasy and I like to read about the apocalypse and the zombie invasion and whatnot. And well, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, we, we need to be prepared when the zombies come to get us. Exactly. But what I've actually gone back to recently, um, and I'm blaming you for this when you asked about what I had read as a child, and I was trying to find what I had read as a child, and the book that I came across which I'm on about my fifth or sixth copy of it now, is Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Ah. And what does it say on the front? Don't panic. <laughs> and if anything's appropriate to what we do and log in to learn, just bringing books back to the digital side, if anything's appropriate, it's don't panic. <laughs> Absolutely love it. And Catherine, what have you been reading recently? Would you recommend, And would you recommend it? Well, um, I don't remember how I came across to this book, uh, but I've recently read the book, uh, The Cold Nixon. Uh, it's a Dutch, Dutch art of doing nothing. Uh, it's by Olga Mekking, the writer, journalist and a translator who moved uh, to Netherlands recently and found this um, traditional art of doing nothing that actually helps to prevent the burnouts and uh, makes your work more productive. So this is a book for everyone who finds uh, that being busy nowadays are easier than being free, uh, including myself. <laughs> so it's hard <laughs> to find the time to do some nicks, but uh, as author is uh, recommending uh, and saying that Dutch people are actually very good uh, at scheduling the th things 
and Nixon also can be written in your diary, same way as appointment or any other meetings. So um, you may sit, uh, you may say it's uh, something similar to the mindfulness, but actually it is not because the Nixon is uh, described as anti-mindfulness as it does not require you to be aware of your body, your breath, your present movements or your thoughts. Instead, you can use it for the opposite. You can use it to escape into your head and just get lost uh, for a while in there. So who knows? Maybe the Nixon is it. This is the small secret why the Dutch people are in the top happiest nations in the world. So maybe, maybe that's definitely going on my to be read list because my nonfiction product at the moment is the organized mum method. And if you could see my desk at the minute, you could see that I've really just started. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, she says that you can organize your life in 30 minutes a day. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, that, 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 I'll that, come back that, to you that on that one. You're going to tell us if it works. Because <laughs> <laughs> my, like my desk is uh, slowly but surely becoming very much unorganised at this moment of time. But, um, and it's, and it, I've, I have, I've actually been managing to keep my desk quite organised for a long time. I used to get, I, I've, I'm still working from home for the listeners. And whenever I worked at Motherwell Library, my desk was always a bit of a riot. It used to be a bit of a running joke. And, um, and I've, I kept it quite tidy for a while, but it's getting a little bit. I, I think I will have to get have a little bit of a spruce up of it soon, or um, I might get chalked out of my my space uh, for for being untidy sometime soon. But um, <clears throat> I thought I would throw in a little bit of a little bit of a spoiler alert for the podcast because the book that I've been reading recently is Find Her First by Emma Christie, and the reason why that's a spoiler alert is because very soon. We will be having an interview with Emma Christie on the podcast, which is very, oh, very fantastic. cool. And so I'm reading her, her new book to kind of find out about it so I can have a good chat about that very, very soon. So hopefully you can watch out for that episode coming up in the next few weeks um, or, or, or months. Um, and we can kind of get a good wee chat about that and hopefully that'll be a good wee insight into that author for you. She's a good up, up and coming Scottish crime author and I think everyone who reads it will love it. I'm kind of about halfway through and it is a fantastic novel so far so I'm sure it'll be loved by loads of folk that read it which will be fantastic. Okay well we'll stick that on the to be read list as well and we'll send yeah. you some questions. Yeah we Feel free, feel free. And any listeners who have read it, in fact, actually before, if you can get them in in time, feel free to let us know online and we can, we can put the, the questions to her as well, which would be nice as well. That's pretty much time up for the, the podcast, guys. Thank you very much for filling us in and so much fantastic information for to, regarding scams and staying safe online and things like that. It's fantastic. In terms of our service, um, we do have a few wee updates coming. Um, there is more book bug sessions either already started or coming very very soon and we all know how much everyone loves bookbug it's one of the most f- favorite activities i think in our lives and you can find out all the latest information about bookbug if you go to culturenl.co.uk slash bookbug another very exciting piece of e-library news for you is that we have finally got e-newspapers as well in the form of press reader via the libby app um and it's you, fantastic yeah it's really good if you download the Libby app, you'll see the press reader banner in the in the app once you sign in. You sign in using your library card details, 
and it takes you to the Press Reader website where you get access to literally thousands of international, national and even a few local papers and publications so you can get your fix of either international news, you can get the I think it's the Washington Post, I think it's on there um, all the kind of usual big kind of national ones like the Guardian and things like that is on there and there's also a few local papers as well so you can kind of check out a few local bits of news and if you want to find out a little bit more about Libby and Press Reader you can go to culturenl.co.uk slash Libby and you'll find out how to get the app and once you sign in you can get into Press Reader no problem from there and another bit of exciting e-library news because you being the e-services librarian this is what I get very very excited about is that e-magazines are also now came to Borrowbox as well so we have lots of e-magazines on Libby but there are now some available on Borrowbox as well so you can access both ebooks, e-audiobooks and now e-magazines on Borrowbox as well which is fantastic news so do have a look at that and check that out and let us know what you think of it on, on our social media as well so you can have a look there too but that's about all for us today guys if you have enjoyed this podcast do leave us some feedback using the hashtag FLB podcast or by dropping us an email at librarypodcast at northland.gov.uk and we will see you again soon bye bye guys Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.